0: Morning. It is Friday, June 25th.
1: It's one of the most beautiful days of the year out there. It's awesome, and it's going to be a nice, hot weekend. Weekend down the shore, beach. Um, I know you'll be there the whole weekend.
0: Yeah, you know, what I have to do today, I have to drive to Japan, New York. So, you know, when your children have best friends that do not live in the same state, um, it's difficult. So Jamie's best friend and future roommate is graduating from high school. Graduated from high school yesterday. So the graduation party is tomorrow. So I got to haul up to Japan and drop Jamie off there for the weekend. And then I got to pick her up Sunday morning.
1: You heard there's there's things called trains.
0: She's my baby. She's 18. She's not taking a train.
1: When do you think she's going to be able to When I don't have train? to
0: drive her. When I, I'm not around to drive her somewhere.
1: Then it's going to be too late. She's not going to know how to do it. She
0: knows how. I've taught her. Okay. Just not doing that. So, Come on, she's my baby.
1: So, uh, we have guests today from do. ACI Medical and Dental School. Yep. And we're going to let them introduce themselves because their last names, or at least one, is not pronounceable.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, I won't try.
1: Please.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm Christine Ziganoffi.
1: Ziganoffi.
0: Ziganoffi.
1: Ziganoffi. Perfect. Yeah. Ziganoffi. I got oh, it. Oh,
0: hey, wait. Stop. Rewind. We have two guests with us today. <laughs> we have Christine Ziganolfi and Frank Preston from ACI Medical and Dental School.
1: There we go. We got, we got yeah. it now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Frank. You want to introduce yourself? Christine no, got a chance. You did a I, I you did great fine. job. Fine. Okay. Fine job. So yeah. these are these are one of our newest members. No. The oldest members. Oh,
0: they've been around ACI Medical and Dental School. Has been around for a long. Long time, actually. Um, Eleven years. I texted you that we sent you that email. What did we say? Eleven years. Eleven years. Awesome. So you just haven't met them yet. I haven't. I've had the pleasure of knowing them for a while. They've actually been awesome a couple times. They've had when I first took over and we. Yes. Had, I remember yes. that. I first when I first came onto the chamber, we had a lot of filing and redoing stuff. I took boxes and boxes yes. and boxes over to the school, and they had one of their students who was looking for a project outside of just going to school to volunteer, and she f- did all the filing for us. It oh was boy. amazing, alphabetizing everything. Yes, she did. So. You know, they, they help us more, I think, than we help them. I don't know. I'm trying, though. <laughs> trying. I'm trying. So.
1: So, we've, uh, we're we just coming off a really big high. We had a, a very busy month this month. Um,
0: we've, yeah. When has it not been busy for us? I feel like. I just keep waiting to take a breath, and it hasn't happened yet.
1: So, we, uh, uh, we had our uh, Spinnaker Awards earlier this mm-hmm. month, and um, we had a 50-50 at this benefit we did to benefit
0: our emac educational foundation
1: so the educational foundation which supports non-traditional students in in a number of different ways and you can go to our website at uh, www.emac.org I got it right this time and um, there's uh, educational foundation on there and if you're a non-traditional student if you're going back to school if you're going to uh, a, a trade school there if are there if are. If you n-
0: attend ACI medical and dental yes,
1: school, yes. If you attend ACI uh, medical school and dental school, there are scholarships available for you if you live in one of our our uh, eleven uh, cities. So go take a look at that. But so we did a fundraiser for that, and then recently we just drew the winner for that we matter of fact we two did. days ago three days ago yeah. at 8 25 in the evening <laughs> published live on facebook but we want to say who the winners are again
0: the winners for first place winner was kevin Asadi from zager fuchs and second place winner was andrea plaza um i think from andrea, andrea plaza plaza lcc or something something like that she's a marketing
1: marketing person <laughs>
0: sorry andrea so i didn't c- rehearse that
1: we, we want to c- congratulate you both and we want to thank everybody who bought tickets Um, it's really an awesome uh, uh, organization and and it's really supporting the uh, the people the non-traditional students of Monmouth County so thanks thanks for that we had a great time have we done a podcast since then yeah, we did is. do
0: a podcast right after spinnaker um okay. so yeah we talked it was an awesome event 190 people um everybody was just the smiles were unbelievable it was like a, you know a room full of people who are just so happy to be in a room full of people yes. <laughs> you know really it was just really really fun
1: we had some really great fun. thunderstorms and wild weather for it but that all worked out and that, then, yeah. then immediately after that that following wednesday thursday we had no the next Tuesday, Tuesday
0: the Thursday, the ENG Thursday. event.
1: The ENG event. I
0: did not make that because of my daughter's graduation, but um, yes, the ENG event. Tell us me, tell me about that, Tim, because it looked like it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, there was we had about 16, 20 people, something like that, and uh, it was a very casual event. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. We got to uh, talk and meet with people, and it's. Um, it's, it's tough to get a big crowd out during the summer, especially a night like that. It was you know, an absolutely th- tea, Tom, terrific perfect day. It was a perfect day, and I think everybody else was still out on the beach. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll, we'll be doing another one of those coming up soon. Yep. Um, yep. and
0: Yeah, ENG is our EMAX Next Generation, um, and they do their events quarterly. So, in about three months, we'll be having another one, and they'll let us know they're already working on it. Um, yep. We are working on our next event for the Chamber, which is... Our annual Beach Bash on the Navasink, Christmas in July. Mm-hmm. Got a yes. really, yeah, it's got a really long title. I tend to do that Jen, a lot.
1: Jen does love her long titles.
0: I do <laughs> love my long titles. I don't expect any, you know, so in other words, if you call it Beach Bash, if you call it that party on the river, if you call it Christmas in July, you're covered. Any of those things will work. It's July 27th. It's in the backyard of the Elks Club in Red Bank, which is absolutely a gorgeous view of the right Navasink.
1: Yeah, beautiful out on the Navasink River. We
0: have um, a first drink sponsor.
1: Yeah, somebody's buying everybody a drink as soon as they walk through the door, and that would be me.
0: That would be you. So, you're buying beer and wine for the first 50 registrations that show up.
1: No, I'm whatever drink you want. Oh really? Yeah. You're
0: going all out, man.
1: Yeah, whatever you drink, wasn't beer and wine. I didn't limit that.
0: Oh, I did. So okay. All well, right. Well, yeah. you can you can pay the bartender whatever you want to pay the bartender, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting like a I'm getting a huge rum bucket then, <laughs> like with every kind of rum, double shots. <laughs>
1: All right,
0: well drinks. Well drinks. <laughs> dang, dang. So anyway, well, that's all you drink anyway. I, well I know drinks. it is all I drink. Um,
1: and they don't make rum buckets Not the there. double,
0: not the double shot rum buckets of everything you can think. of. Like, like, no, I don't go like that. It's not that I don't go that hard. Um, but no, we have that, and it's Lauren Davidson um, is our musical entertainment. She's awesome. Um, she is a country singer, but does covers of everything. So she's going to be great. We're really looking forward to that. Um, and she's a
1: local girl. She's right from. Red Bank, so we're looking forward to her. Her, you know, hopefully, she'll bring a crowd with her as well. Hopefully, um,
0: are you bringing a crowd?
1: Nope,
0: no, you don't want to buy your friends' drinks, you want to buy strangers'
1: drinks. Yeah,
0: I like it. So, um,
1: (laughs) yeah, so there's a reason that that our the the title is so long. Yeah, Christmas in July is is the Chamber is uh really wants to be able to give back to the community, and um, Christmas in July is a fundraiser, Mm -hmm. as was the uh, ENG event. The ENG event, um, sported. Uh, clean Water Action. Clean Ocean Action. Clean Ocean Action. And they, they were represented there, and it was it was great to uh, get a couple of bucks for them. Um, and our... Um, Charity for Christmas in July is Lunch Break. Yes. And and Lunch Break is one of our favorite chatteries. I think they do a lot in Mon- uh, Monmouth and Ocean County. And, um, you know, we're really deserving of their support. Uh, the pandemic has both hurt and helped them. Got them a lot of exposure because of what they do—they're a great organization. But obviously, their funding was really stretched to the limits. Um, so keep them in your mind uh, when you when you're out and about and looking for places to uh, uh, donate to.
0: Donate to yes, we love yes. It. So we're doing that. So we have sponsorships available. We have our Chris Kringle sponsorship. We have our. You've got holiday cheer. We have Cheers. chestnuts roasting on a bonfire. We have um, Elf the Elf sponsorship. And we have, oh, the Jingle Bell, the Jing, Jingle Bell sponsorship. I think that's what we called it for the music. So we've got lots of opportunities to start to see. Tim's already gotten marketing from this. We've already promoted Tim Davis from Intercounty Mortgage Network Company. Your mortgage lender, famous EMAC member. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast co-host, and the list goes on, buying first-round drinks. So if you sign up as a sponsor now, you get all this promotion ahead of time.
1: That's one of the things about the Chamber is as soon as you hear about sponsorship, you want to you want to get on board because as soon as the sponsorship is available, the marketing for that goes out.
0: Right, exactly. So it's
1: not just the day of, it's all the, the leading up to, and then the post-conversations uh, uh, about the event always do include our sponsors. Yeah. Uh, it's a great name to get your name out in the uh, community, uh, especially for this is a, one of our signature events for the year. It's a little bit odd because we're having two signature events during the summer. Two back months in to a row. Back. So <laughs> it, it's a little bit difficult, but, um, you know, guess what? We all got to adjust COVID hit everybody and, and we're just going to move and we're on. we're just going with it. Yeah. And our livers are going to recover next year.
0: <laughs> yeah. We maybe. said
1: that last year, but,
0: yeah, you know, yeah. that,
1: that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's gonna be an awesome time and uh, you know, come out and, and look. The other thing about sponsorships is it really shows your, your uh, dedication to your community by supporting the, the chamber. Um, it says more about you to be supporting the chamber than a radio commercial. It says more about you to support the chamber and who you are as a company than getting a newspaper ad. It, it really just by being a supporter of us says more about your company than just the dollars?
0: What we do as a chamber is, our job is to market and support local community business. So by you supporting us, you're helping support all local community business, and that is, you know, we all know that small business especially, but business is the backbone of the economy. And you're Um,
1: not in business until you're part of the business business community. community. Exactly. And this is one way that you can be part of the business community.
0: So, let me give a quick shout out to David Hicks, good morning, and Jessica Lee Evans, good morning, happy Friday, she says. So, happy Friday back to you, Jessica. Yay! Yay! Um, I did something interesting last night.
1: Do we want to hear about it? Yeah. Okay. It's
0: business related. Okay. What I did after (laughs) was fun, but it's business related. So, the Connection, Inc., and EIPA, Eatontown Industrial Park Association, had a New Jersey Small Business Symposium at Bell Works yesterday. So I was honored to be asked to be one of the speakers there, um, and I stressed because you guys know you like won't believe I talk all the time. And good morning, Richard Stryker. Um, we talk. I talk constantly. I talk in front of groups all the time. Doesn't phase me. I never feel it. One hundred ninety people. It's been a One of my best nights. I just don't. I love it. I had to speak. I had to give a presentation. I don't give presentations well. So I. Sp- I For a week, I've been writing this, right? My assistant, Jill, helps me write everything. We worked on it. We rehearsed it. We went over it. She knew I was a nervous wreck yesterday. So I go last night and it's like every 15 minutes, there's a speaker. And you can see the audience is kind of like, okay, but we want to talk to each other. Okay, I've heard this. This sounds very similar to what the person before said. I'm like, this is never going to fly. What I have written is awesome. It was great. I had practiced it. I was never gonna fly. So I do what I usually do. I get the mic and I go, well, I have this whole speech here, but I'm probably not gonna <laughs> give it. So who likes the color yellow? And people are looking at me and they're like, what? I go, who likes the color yellow? Who likes the color green? People raise their hand, the two yellow people come up. I go, can you come here a second? And they're like, what on earth? I made them come up and I go, what's your name? She says, I'm Megan, I'm Carrie. Carrie, this is Megan, Megan, this is Carrie. You both like the color yellow. You have a lot in common with each other.
1: Sorry.
0: <laughs> you have, I forgot my phone, so yours goes off. That's good <laughs> for both of us. Um, so I forgot, you know, I'm like, you all just networked. Well, I didn't say much more after that because I just was my normal loopy self. And I talked to some amazing people who were very interested in the energy and what EMAC is doing that I spoke to afterwards. So it was a very fun event. Um, Jacqueline Mayhaus for. So <inaudible>
1: you didn't speak.
0: I spoke. I did talk a little bit about the chamber. I talked about our history. I talked about what we do, but I didn't tell. I showed. Okay. So by example, I'm like, this is what we do. This is who we are, and this is why. And I hit some points, but it just, you know... I have to get better at staying on script but you guys (laughs) that's why this is not a scripted show I did mention that yes yeah so uh, but it was fun Jessica said sounded like a terrific event I'm sorry I have to miss it you were you, you missed it. It was fun, um, but we <laughs> Peter Fister was there from Kirchon. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, um, of course Anna Mayer was the um, MC from EIPA. Uh, I got to meet Carrie from the Connection Inc. I got to meet the people from the Wall Chamber, and I not the Wall Chamber. His last name is Wall. Terrence Wall from the Homdel Chamber. I got to meet um, the Tamar Guda, who's on the board, and Therese... I forgot her last name. I'm sorry, Trace, but from Monmouth regional chamber. So it was a nice like chamber interaction as well as many other business interactions. Score was there. Um, a whole lot of people. It was really interesting. And then the fun part was I went to Seafarer afterwards for a drink in a drag show, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Jackie came with me. So that was really fun. Um, Jacqueline Mayhouse Fortes from Brookdale SBDC is one of our members and very helpful in the community. Jackie spoke also. And then we, we went um, at the end of the event over to the drag show. So, you know, some work. It was fun. Fun times, fun it was times. Work, it work. was fun, you know? Um, so that's what I did last night. Met a lot of new people. Cool. Yeah, it was awesome.
1: Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, um, our guest today.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have okay, people sitting, sitting here, right? There. Yeah, they're smiling okay. at us, but they're probably, like, going, what the heck? You said we were going to get to talk, did we?
1: So after 15 minutes, we're going to actually... One and, and yeah, but the next forty five are all yours. No, not really. Don't don't, don't, <laughs> don't, blow don't talk. <laughs> so, <clears throat> ACI Medical and Dental School, where are you guys located? On Two
2: uh, Meridian Road in Eatontown, right down the street,
1: right around the corner. Yeah. Right. So it's cool. So tell us a little bit about what the school is. What you've been you've been with us for eleven years. How long you've been around? What do you guys do? I mean, medical and dental,
2: really. Yes, uh, um, we've been around for 16 years. Uh, okay. And uh, we specialize in the entry level uh, programs in the medical and dental field. So our, uh, there's three programs that we've been specializing in for, again, 16 years. And we became over the years uh, uh, looking at the attention to detail and uh, making those three programs the, the best in the country, uh, definitely in the state of New Jersey. We, we specialize in the medical assistant with phlebotomy, EKG, and patient care. Um, which is so much in demand. All three programs, uh, prior co- to COVID, during COVID, and post COVID, the three programs that we have are, are in demand. Um, so the medical assistant is, is one of them. Um, uh, that's the front line of the medical practices. When you go into the, uh, a general practitioner, um, the person that brings you in the examining room and takes your vitals, um, it works, to, uh, updates your, your uh, chart with the medication that you're taking. Um, also, uh, with the, uh, um, um, the doctor's direction could draw your blood, can give you an injection, can take an EKG on you. Um, and so they're really uh, in need on the front line. Uh, the hospital, they're called patient care techs. The person that brings you to the emergency room and does all the same that I just spoke on. So, uh, so much in demand um, in the medical field. And the second program is our dental assistant with radiology licensing, very much in demand as well. And there was, that's the person that assists the dentist in the examining room, uh, um, and also takes your uh, dental x-rays. They have to be licensed to be able to do that.
0: Okay.
2: So those are both clinicals. That's good.
0: Nobody, sh- nobody who's not licensed can shoot radiation into my mouth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's good to know. Okay. It's
2: such no, a, such a low dosage, by the way. But New Jersey is one of the stricter and, and more uh, um, focused states on licensing for radiology. Um, and so they're very much on top of the safety and the training of the uh, dental assistants. So those are both clinicals. And the other program that we have is the medical and dental administrative uh, program. And that's the front office and the back office of both dental and medical, without that, part of the training or or, or that program uh, that practices in hospitals wouldn't be able to run because the the business part of it. The qualifying the insurance to co-pay the appointments but also the billing and coding and what you need to do to be able to uh, get compensation for the, the process through insurance.
0: That is I mean billing and coding I can imagine has to be one of the most detailed jobs. One transposed number can cause a years worth of aggravation for yeah. a
2: lot of people right and also the practices can lose a lot of money if they don't bill properly for the procedures right. that they take place in, in, the, in the practices right. so it's, it's very important to the success of any medical and dental practice Great. so those are our three programs and and uh, we've been tweaking them over the years uh, we, we're very short in length uh, most programs that attempt to do what we do with the outcomes that we have are, are not uh, 900 hours uh, almost a year and ours are four months uh, during the day. So, with so it's a full-time program? We have a full-time program during the day, and we have an evening program for those that have to work in, uh, during the day and are interested in uh, pursuing another career. So we have night classes and day classes. That's uh, and But they're still four months long? Both the, the evening class is a, a great question. The evening's a little longer, but okay. they're, they're less time. They're, it's only eight hours a week, so uh, because it's eight hours compared to 30 hours a week, it, it takes a little longer, but there are less hours in the program in the evening. Okay, so I know a lot of these these programs get a lot of people
1: to sign up for them, and and. You, know, you find that you get get people to start and never finish. How's your How does that work with you guys? Do you...
2: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, we we take a, a very serious approach to the admissions process. Uh, people uh, come into our school uh, having a thought, uh, having an idea of what they want to do, and it's our responsibility to make sure that we identify what type of learner they are and and what their attributes are and their strengths, what they enjoy doing and what they don't enjoy. And we explain the three different programs and 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 the strengths and weaknesses of those programs and the personalities or or the energy and the interpersonal skills that are required uh, to be successful. So we really work with the applicants coming in to make sure that uh, they learn uh, all the specifics about the different programs to see which one is aligned with where they want to go. So we do it really well. Uh, We have a 93% graduation rate. Oh, that's That's pretty good. It's
0: amazing. uh,
2: Because of the effort we take going into it um, uh, before we bring them into the school. So that's pretty
1: impressive. But now you're saying you get 93% going through. You've reduced the class time.
2: How many people are actually passing the test after you've done this? Another great question. 93%. Oh, really? It was 96% of the year before. It went down to 93%. I think the, the 93% pass rate compared to the 96 could be a little bit of the transition of going online in a hybrid model. Uh-huh. Um, okay. You know, it's a little bit of a trade-off. Not having the students get out and get dressed, get in their car, come to the campus, and be in front of our instructors. Um, it, it's really, dis- you need to be a real disciplined learner to be able to be home for six hours a day in your home uh, and making sure that it's a conducive for learning and environment if you mm-hmm. have. A, it's easy to be distracted when you're home. You yes. know the laundry, uh, the dishes in the dishwasher, the dog, well, the cat, the dust,
0: yes. right. <laughs> the dust bunnies <laughs> that pop in. yeah
2: So, so uh, there's why probably we had a three percent least less pass rate on their national credentials, uh, credentials that they need. But that's still
1: that's still pretty good rate. In, oh, huge. but it's also a pretty good testament to the to the instruction. You know, value of actually being in person. Pretty cool. So now you've gone through all this. People have spent some money. Um, They've spent a lot of time. They have passed their test. What are they doing now? Like, do they get jobs? Like, where do they get jobs? How are they, you know, moving forward? Like, are they getting paid like decently? Like, is it a career that people want to go into? And there's a
2: lot of questions that you just gave me. (laughs) So we told you
0: in forty minutes at least. So,
2: so so, uh, the employment uh, needs of our graduates is. So high uh, we have hospital number one. We're accredited by Middle States Colleges and Schools. The, that's the oldest accrediting agency in the country. And uh, being accredited, we have an advisory board: Hackensack Meridian, Center State, Mom Cardiology, Internal Medicine in Red Bank, and there's a dozen more organizations that sit on our, on our advisory board and work with us on a regular basis uh, to make sure that we're any technologies coming on in the front line that we need to know about it so we can adjust our curriculum to make sure that we're staying on top of the technology and what's coming down the pike for our careers Uh, being that um, we have those relationships uh, they come to us uh, all our stakeholders uh, come to us for their employment needs um, and they know that uh, we have something called a holistic approach uh, which is unique to our school um, that I'm aware of uh, generally speaking and that is uh, working with the whole student um, in the didactic and clinical uh, of the programs are very. the didactic is is the uh, academic part of it okay and, and and the clinical part of the program are very very important to do uh, to be successful in the no, the clinicals
0: the hands-on practical, actual put it into practice type
2: correct uh, but but equally important. Uh, from our employers over the years is the soft skills, the interpersonal skills, the problem solving and multitasking. Those attributes are critical to be successful in the medical and dental field. It's about the patient experience, not just to be able to draw the blood or to do a dental x-ray or to do billing and coding. It's to be able to recognize what you bring to the practices and that's your interpersonal skills and again the patient experience. So we teach that very formally, equally, uh, as, equally as much as we do to didactically, academic and the clinical part of the program Um, and as a result uh, uh, the employers out there recognize our graduates because they come in knowing their value added to the practices it's not just a job that's close to their house uh, uh, for a paycheck that that's again important for our our students our graduates but what is their mission and what value do they bring to the practices and when they go into those practices and and from what we have in our career assistance program our structured program to teach all that um, helps them to be successful out there. So the employment part, uh, we're, we we had an 85% employment rate last year. Uh, this year, with the needs of the employment, it, we're probably at a nothing's 100%. But we're we're, we're if Very anybody close. if anybody wants a job, right, as, Christine, as. Uh, and and um, is able to work, the, the the employment's right there. A lot of people get employed off their internships prior to uh, completing the program.
3: I, I was think. actually going to add something. Um, um, I think we need to discuss is part of our programs includes an internship, right? So our students go out on an internship that we place them on. Okay. So a... yes. So so our students go out on an internship. Um, we actually work with them to kind of match them up to something that they're interested in, whether it be a hospital, a specialist, urgent care, whatever it is. Right. Every every need, every uh, medical facility is in need of a medical assistant. Right. Just mm-hmm. like a dental mm-hmm. a dental facility, a dental assistant. So we really do. We have a career services department that actually works with the student individually and um, works with them and places them on an internship. And and right now, as Frank said, um, the employment rate is so high. Our inter our students being hired right from their internship is at an all time high right now. So, um, so they're really successful. You know, matching them up, seeing on their internship. It's a two way interview, right? Do is the yeah, are a- they a good fit for the facility? Is this a good fit for me? and and a lot of them are getting hired even you know and midway through their internship that's, oh that's cool that's yes, great yes. and
1: okay, that's many? kind of the, the, the way we want to go so I'm just gonna throw you a couple of like let's let's sit back from the from the program just. for just a second <laughs> <laughs> that um, one of my favorite questions to ask during these these podcasts is over the past year and a half what did you do to change how you do things both as a student level and an office level. And what of those things that you changed, do you think that you're going to keep? Mm. Like do you, do, you, do do people work from home more? Are there classes that can be done from home and in-person? How have you adjusted what's going to stay forever
2: that, that just really worked for you? The hybrid model uh, has, uh, COVID has given the, us the opportunity to go uh, to a hybrid model. Uh, we never thought that we would uh, be able to do uh, what we do uh, remotely. Uh, th- that we have the students coming on campus right now three days out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, knowing what we learned and, and getting up and running really a week after COVID started, we were up online, live, distant learning. Uh, uh, and our students had to be on Zoom in front of the camera so our instructors could optimize their teaching. Uh, You you need to see the face and the facial expression of the students. Mm -hmm. And so we required them to be live on Zoom to be able to optimize that process. So what we were able to do after realizing the success of that and how successful uh, the outcomes were, uh, we were able to formally be able to get authorization through the Department of Education, Department of Labor, first uh, our accreditor, uh, Middle States College and Schools first gave us uh, a grant as approval for a long-term uh, a hybrid model. So we can go five days a week if something happened tomorrow and there's a, a big uh, a, a flu or a storm and we can't get people on campus, we, we could go live uh, from uh, the homes of our staff and, and, okay. and the students could be not missing a beat uh, from their academics. So that's one of the takeaways, is is to be able to use the hybrid model. And so we received approval from, again, the Federal Department of Education and the state level and accreditation on being able to continue with that hybrid model. From our instructors and the students, they all uh, agree that the more we can keep them on campus, the better the learning outcomes will be. And then then what about staff? What about the office staff of the teachers? Mm -hmm. Is there anything that's been adjusted Yep, they, uh, the instructors, again, if somebody's uh, not feeling well and, and uh, but can't come on campus, they can teach instru- uh, from their homes. We have uh, laptops and technology that's assigned to them, that if uh, uh, they weren't feeling well or if the weather climate came in and we weren't able to get them on campus, that they would be able to teach remotely from their homes, so we've set them up. Permanently now, and, and depending on what's going on with the with the weather and or the um, uh, the COVID uh, uh, um, nineteen, we're able to adjust accordingly.
0: So, would you have a teacher teaching a students that are in class from their homes? So, like the teacher would be at home, but the students are still sitting in class. Do you do that, or if the teacher is sick, needs to do a. a in-home day then the students are home that day?
2: Correct. Yeah, there's no need to bring them on campus if the instructor's not there, Uh, but we'll keep the students home and the instructor home for those purposes.
0: Okay. I think the
3: best thing that we've discovered um, since COVID is that, um, which we would never in a million years have thought it can can operate um, remotely, and the best thing that it has taught us is that we can, and whether it's weather, whether it's sickness, our students can still be serviced, and we're able to do it and that was foreign to us before mm-hmm, right sure. i mean as it was to, to many companies many, right exactly and we realized that it can be done you know and and that's a good feeling you know yeah.
1: so yeah so what was your question
0: well my question i have two i have one question that was on the same topic and then i was going to switch topics um so my question was how many people are in a program at at, at a given time so like you know how many people can you accept
2: Uh, We keep our class limits to 20 in a class. We're hovering around 15 in a class, so that the uh, it's a very accelerated program. We didn't speak on that. The the reason it's uh, 600 hours compared to 900 hours, that's an accelerated program. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on, and there's a lot to be taught in a very short period of time. So, to be able to be successful with the 93% graduation rate and the passing rates on their national credentials that are accredited uh, at at, at 93%, we have to optimize the learning environment. And so, again, as we talking before the zoom and, and and being in front of the class those are all things that help optimize the learning process so to be able to accomplish what we do is is the staff the instructors that we have the support staff that we have um, everybody is working to, to uh, the saying of it takes a village to raise a child well it takes every one of the staff it's it takes the admissions department to make sure we set the tone of what to expect that you're studying two and a half to three hours a night a night to be able to keep up with the material coming at them. Uh, the, the survey monkeys that we do when they're freshmen and seniors, the exit interviews that we do with them, and the outcomes that we receive tell us that we're on the right track. Uh, and we're tweaking and, and adjusting uh, through that feedback that we receive from the survey monkeys on a regular basis.
0: That's great. I um, So one of the things that I notice, and, and I've seen this come through and every time I've worked with you guys, is your passion for the students. You're not running a school because you wanted to run a school. You're running a school because you want to help students yes. learn, succeed, provide this accelerated program to get them into the working field as quickly as possible. And I, I know that's your passion. Um, Frank, one of the things that I also learned about you during COVID was that passion didn't go just to your school. That passion went on state level. Um, you know, we were on quite a few calls and you were quite, um, an advocate for these students and schools and similar programs within the state to get this, um, all this stuff done. So tell us a little bit about how you stepped it up beyond just <laughs> ACI, medical and dental school, how you, you know, all that work you were doing.
2: Yeah. So, um, Cause you
0: weren't going to toot your own horn. So <laughs> I, I was going to do that for you. Toot, toot. <laughs> well, thank
2: you. <laughs> um, I, I uh. We need to promote what we do uh, and, and educate the state and the, and the citizens of New Jersey and the politicians of, of the value that we bring to the table. Um, a community college is, is, is um, our lifeline in the state of New Jersey for our foundation uh-huh. in, in the communities, and, and, and they do a good job. And we do, we're part of that solution. With labor, there's a goal in, in New Jersey, uh, uh, 65-25. And I think it was in 1917 that they started this. And, and, and our, our Commissioner of Labor and this and our Governor Murphy continues to support that goal, 65-25. So by the year 19, 2025, uh, uh, the adult population, they're, they're looking to have 65% of the adult population to have a, a two-year credential, uh, Uh, I mean, a credential, a two year degree or a four year degree. Well, we have a 93% pass rate and we do it in a very short period of time. And, And with the unemployment rate being what it is, it's all hands on deck. So it's not one organization that can Accomplish what we need to do in the state of New Jersey. It's all the other resources, and we're one of those resources. And so my job is to make sure that everybody uh, um, gets to recognize the, the contributions that the different organizations bring to the table. And so I work with New Jersey NJBIA, New Jersey Business and Industry Association. Michelle Sukirka and that staff are just amazing. I was at Forsgate Country Club. I think it was Wednesday or, or, or Wednesday night, I think it was, uh, and, and G- Governor Murphy was there. And, um, I w- wasn't there. I, don't know.
0: <laughs> I didn't get that. You missed, that, I missed I missed that email or I didn't get the invite. I'm not sure which, but...
2: And um, so I, I, I feel it's part of our my responsibility as uh, the president of ACI Medical and Dental School to be out there and, and promote what we do and, and so make, make sure that we optimize what we can do for the citizens in New Jersey.
0: You actually spoke with the NJBIA on a town hall to, right? Was it a town yes. hall? On a town hall to legislators, the press. Yes. Um, promoting what you guys are doing. And yes. That was very, very impressive. I, you I, had the really nice office in the background, too. I have to say, you did not do that from your home. I, it looked very nice. It was, I was like, Look, It was. Yeah. <laughs> I looked, and I'm like, nice, Frank. Way to go.
2: I was blessed to be on a panel this past week, uh, and the commissioner of uh, labor was on it. And he uh, is a brilliant man and very um, supportive of labor in the state. He's really, uh, his team has done a great job. And he, he made a statement to a question, and I'm not sure who asked the question, but it was, um, oh, it was on the re-entry uh, they're working with. The re-entry from the correctional facilities and helping those people have a second chance. And the commissioner said, not only do they need deserve a second chance, uh, many of the, the people that have been incarcerated, um, and they talked about the brain not really being fully developed until you're 21, 23 uh, years of age. And, and what you do at 16, 17, and 18 sometimes haunts you for a long time. And the governor is very supportive of uh, giving that second chance and cleaning up some of those records that are hurting people from getting employment Opportunities. So the governor was, at, the commissioner was asked, and he said, you know, definitely in favor of a second chance. But many of these people never got a first chance, and so it, it just goes along with education is education. And, and when you can get somebody to identify a career that they have a passion for, and they get up in the morning and look forward to going to work, then we've we've been successful, and that person's blessed, and their families have. A, 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 a journey of of, uh, employment and and, uh, self-worth that is going to just keep giving back and back and so our goal is to identify the right students with the right program and we're there until they're successful if we have to repeat them through the program because they have english as a second language or they have a unique learning style if they're working with us we're going to do whatever we need to get you over the finish line and that's the passion that you speak on or, or the desire that we have and it's it's not just myself; it's the, all the staff get satisfaction of working with our students, and, and Christine's and, and the supervisor of education and the instructors are working daily with the students, identifying their strengths, capitalizing on those strengths while adi- addressing the deficiencies. We need our students that are on the front line in the medical and dental field to be whole they're working with sick people sick patients and so they have to be not just didactically academically and clinically prepared but they have to have those interpersonal skills to help the patient work through the experiences that they're going through and that's part of what we do
0: so going back to you said 15 to 20 in a class but your needs people need you a lot more than that so do you have any plans for growth
2: Yes, we, we have been working for the last two years on uh, identifying uh, uh, a building, a new school to move to, because we're, we're kind of cramped where we are. Uh, the clinical spaces, especially with social distancing. You asked me a question what we did for COVID and I never answered it, about the protocols that we put in place. Well, social distancing was one of them. So we had to use our multi-purpose room and turn that into a phlebotomy lab and take the, the phlebotomy lab out of the where it was because we couldn't socially distance. So our space on the campus was all utilized for, for students' access uh, with social distancing. So uh, uh, we, we reduced uh, uh, all the programs to two, half the programs coming on campus at a time compared to all the classes coming on. And when they are on, we have sneeze guards. We have, uh, we have this spray that lasts 30 days that we put on their banisters, on the doorknobs, and on the f- uh, faucets in the bathroom that if you were to touch it with COVID, it would kill COVID right away. Uh, w- that's good for 30 days. We have our cleaning people apply it every Every week uh, so we enhance uh, the outcomes and making sure that we're, we're reducing the exposure of COVID while they're on campus so we've done all those things early on and uh, I guess July 4th that's going to start unraveling a little bit where if you've been vaccinated you can come on campus and so we're trying to get the, the final ruling on that and how it applies to our school our sector uh, in the post-secondary yeah, level. I
0: was gonna say because you're in a school but you're also in medical so you've kind of got two different things going on there
2: right and we're also a business so uh, so we we're working with NJBIA to get clarification on how to apply to us, so to make sure we're in compliance and that we communicate that to our students and population. All right. Awesome.
1: So you got a lot of people coming in. You got a lot of things going on. You brought up a couple of points. Why don't I want to dig in on a little bit? You mentioned unemployment and the the rates of unemployment throughout the state. Do you work with the? with the the one-stop center at all or, or do, where do you where do these students come from or, or is that one of the feeds and how do you work with the state how has the state been able to work with you
2: and support your school we work with the department of uh, labor the one stops in Monmouth county one stop ocean middlesex uh, uh raritan bay so we work with the one stops in our area um and they uh they, they uh, uh, recommend students to come to check out three schools and students decide to come to our school and we work with them and, and they're, they're regular students. They're a very small part of our uh, population. Um, the, big, the most of our students are coming from referrals. When you have a 93% uh, uh, graduation rate, uh, um, uh, 92% graduation there's a lot of referrals coming from that because you've changed those people's lives and gave them a new beginning and they're talking to their family and friends. And so if they have any aptitude for the medical dental field, they're coming to check us out and, and they're enrolling and, and, and adding to our alumni uh, foundation um and uh, so th- that's uh, I- did I answer? I'm not sure if I um, answered.
3: Jennifer, just like you talked about networking, that's one of the things we tell the students when they come in our door, right? Facebook, Instagram, so any type of social media, you network, right? Mm-hmm. You, Your friends and family see you're in school. They see you got a job. Your friend, your sister is going to want to follow in those footsteps. How'd you get a job so quickly? You're you're already working in a hospital. Weren't you just in school? And that trend follows. Mm-hmm. And then they, they call us because they, they were, you know, they see that that. That's what they want. Their goal is the career, and that's what's happening. And as a, as um, uh, you know, your friends and family see that on your social media, there they want to um, find out more. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's what happens. That's
1: great. So somebody's interested. They show up at your doorstep. They're not working yet. You know, how do how do they manage to pay for this? What what are some of the options for that?
3: So. So ahead, okay okay. So um so we do have um there's a couple of different options. We do have um where where our students are eligible for Title IV federal funding, which is basically student financial aid through the government, student loans and and Pell grants. So they can um that's available for our day students. So um they can come through our doors, fill out a FAFSA just like they would to to um to obtain any post-secondary education mm-hmm. um, they would fill out a fafsa and we have a financial aid advisor that helps them through the process um, of the fafsa and um, and we also have um, internal um payment um, options right we work it out with them to um, if they don't want to take a loan or they're not eligible for some type of grant we work with them and set up a, a payment schedule so um so it is you know we really do um try so pretty and,
1: much anybody can show up and try and, and
3: give them resources to to and get um, a leg up yes yes yeah thank you did i miss anything no, on that? okay comfort. okay
1: so one of the self-serving questions i ask is you've been part of the chamber 11 years i think you said what, what do you get out of it why why do you continue to um participate in our our format what does the chamber do for you and why should every other company out there be
2: a part of us? Well, you said it earlier, you need to be part of your community. Uh, we're, we're a community that needs to work together, and stick together, and and, and complement each other, and, and build off each other's resources. Um, So small businesses is the backbone of of, uh, uh, any state government or or any uh, county or locality. So being part of a chamber and being active in it, again, the networking that goes on there and the resources and the support and and, and the collaboration that's going on and just just being out with other business people and sharing those challenges that you have and and, and utilizing other resources from your your, your chamber members really is what the chamber is all about. And that's why the chambers are so important to the state and the different towns that have them.
0: I was going to tell a funny networking story that involves Frank. I don't know if he'll remember it or not, but um, prior to COVID, when we used to do big things, um, we had a joint event at Holiday Express with MODC and us, and I think Holiday Express. And I needed help at the desk, so I brought in my children. Free labor. So my daughter, um, my Get daughter, <laughs> my daughter, I pay her in other ways, trust me. So my daughter, Jamie, came in and she's working the front desk. And and she looks up and she goes, Mom, I know that kid. And I go, you do? She goes, I think he's in one of my classes. And I look over and it's your son. So there's my daughter working at a networking event. Right. There's you bringing your son to network. Yes. And at that time, what were they both here? He was a freshman. Or, yeah, I think he yeah. was a freshman. That and was last she was, year. So was last might, year he, he was.
2: Could, he could have been in eighth grade. If it was yeah, before COVID.
0: It, yeah, so you know we. My daughter was sophomore. They had to have been freshmen and sophomores because I think they were in the same okay. math class together. So, um, so it was just interesting because she goes, "I know him," and uh, it was. She just, didn't expect to see anyone. She, she knew. did not. Not anyone her age. That's for sure. So why did you bring your son to a networking event? Well, it was Holiday Express for one thing. So, yeah. you know, we know that the kids are involved in that as well. But
2: it's uh, you only know what you know. And the more that you can expose people to networking and, and helping out and giving back, um, the more you're going to know. And so I, I try to involve my son as much as I can for those reasons to, to get him exposed to more than what he knows. Because I don't
0: think you're ever too young to learn how to network. Yeah. I, you know, with that's what we do. And I see so many people walk into a room. And like deer and headlights. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're not comfortable just going up to a stranger and introducing themselves. That is a skill that needs to be taught if yes. you're not a natural extroverted crazy person who just goes up to people all the time hence me <laughs> but um you know it's a skill that needs to be taught and giving giving people who are younger which I you t- are teaching your students this i don't think kids in college learn this yes. you know in a normal four-year program um you know it's important to learn how to promote yourself promote what you do um and be part of the community and be comfortable enough to say hello to people right right you know so Super. um
2: and i'd like to add to that just as important on that is to learn from those people that you're meeting what they have to offer Uh, so it's not just giving and relationships and and networking for yourself but it's also learning from the people that i work with and and meet with uh i I fill my funnel on a regular basis to learn more
0: yeah we say that about our chamber after 93 years, 200 plus members, um, you know, the the depth and breadth of the experience yes. and knowledge. Um, one of the things we work on is with our ENG committee. They are the young, the next generation, but they're not age limited because everybody is in recognition of I can learn from somebody who's been in business for 30 years. They can learn from me who's seeing things in the new current level right so you know it is a give and take it's all a give and take
1: yeah i really see that happening in our eng like that the the skills that that are the the next generation have are skills that we'd never had you know the the social skills the uh, social media Media skills skills. the the computer skills uh all are things that they just grew up with you know it just comes natural just like Driving, so we get a great benefit out of our ENG, uh, as we hope that they get a benefit out of us. One of the things you know you bring up, and that's one of the things that I think, cha- you know, distinguishes our chamber a little bit from other chambers, is that when you walk through our door to any one of our uh, events, if you're not somebody that regularly comes, you will find yourself being approached and somebody will will guide welcomed. you through the cross. you'll
0: be you find yourself being personally welcomed personally
1: welcomed and, and introduced to people you know, nobody's going to walk around and sit on a bar stool alone uh in a corner because we got people there to make sure that doesn't happen that you get to get what you came for Mm-hmm. Um and we don't always know what they came for. You know, we always assume it's a networking event, but you know, we, we don't know why why people are there.
2: Yeah. Right. So
0: And that's, that's one of our fun. jobs is to find out why so that how we can help them and right. get them to meet the right people. So.
1: Yeah. so when you walk through our door we're we're there to help you in in, in you know, it, it's maybe a, a learner chamber, you it's know that <laughs> <laughs> they will teach you how to ma- how to make it's, a do.
0: It's a something. <laughs> when you've got total cuckoo running around, it's a something. Not so everyone listen. in the chambers cuckoo. I just want that c- very clearly stated. It's really just me. I'm the head. Well, cuckoo. Well, I don't know about that, but I was a- <laughs> the
1: head cuckoo for sure. So we talked a little bit about the one stops. Didn't you say something about there was there there was something that was happening with the one stops? You got a, a
2: some notice or accreditation or. Did I miss that?
0: You might have
2: missed that. Um, I'm not sure what you're referring to. Uh, uh, we did get recognized by Monmouth County One Stop. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's what it. I was thinking of. For, <laughs> for a, a program. What was it? A pro- business partner award. Business partner oh, award. Oh, I just looked at award. that business, yes.
0: but I didn't see the One Stop at the yes, top of the it was, page. It was so. from Monmouth County. It's, again, the, the missing glasses. That's awesome. Yes. Give me, I don't really understand One Stop. Can you do it a, a real quick? Because I don't want to take away from what you guys do, but, you know, quick One Stop thing. What is it?
2: Oh, the unemployment offices. They, they help with, with uh, identifying the students, the, the people that are unemployed, and they uh, for those unemployed that are interested in getting training, they have a process that they go through, and they. Uh, they they, um, identify what they've done in the past or what their interests are they try to get them employed but if they need some training a skill to be able to get employed then they'll work on uh, identifying programs that can help them get this training that they need and so once they meet the criteria at the one stops they need to go out and check uh, three different schools out before they choose which one they want to go to and then and then they uh, work with uh, the student and the, and the county pays for the, the training, the partial training. of oh. the training. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so the grant right. programs and, and so Sorry, on that work. with that. I missed that part. Yeah. Um, One of the things that we do do with the one-stop is that they don't cover the full cost of the program. So if, because they're unemployed, uh, ACI Medical and Dental School uh, works with them, and, and whatever's not covered by the one-stop or may not be covered by a Pell Grant that they're eligible for, uh, we give a, a scholarship for the remaining part to work with that unemployed so that there's no out-of-pocket for them to come to our school.
0: That's great, because you know they're going to be employed and be successful because of what you're teaching them. No question. That's, yeah. that's awesome.
1: So, you mentioned that you guys have been involved in government and uh, you, you, you've been on some of these, um, these calls uh, for rebuilding the state and reopening and so on. I think you said that uh, you know somebody came and, and gave a visit to your school from the county, trying to give back and trying to find out what's going on at your school.
2: Um, I, I'm not sure if you're referring to uh, we Middle States Colleges and Schools. We, we received. Yeah, I was a, talking about the county executive. Oh, um, uh, Tom Arnone or, or yeah. Senator Ben Gopel. Both oh, of either them. Either one yeah. are pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I have be
0: big fans of both. So <laughs> same here. So they have done an amazing job. They
2: they truly do have. this.
0: Co- they have been amazing during
2: COVID. Yeah. So they came to your school. They, they didn't came- come to my office. <laughs> we were recognized by Middle States Colleges and Schools um, a year and a half ago. When was that? It uh, seems. Two- 19 2019, 2019 yeah. so middle states college and schools um, uh, has a k to 12 division. High school, and they have a post secondary division. And the post, of course, the K 12, they have a, a, a programs of distinction for counseling. They have program of distinction for art. Uh, uh, in the post secondary level, they've never had a, a, a program of distinction for counseling. ACI Medical and Dental School through Middle States, we were the first in the country uh, uh, to be recognized for a program of distinction in counseling. And so that's when we had uh, Senator Van Gopel and, and, and Tom Arnone and many other dignitaries to came to the school to be recognized for that accomplishment that we have. And the reason we were is because we work with the whole student. As we've talked about before, the didactic and the clinical skills are very important, but without working with that whole student and when they have a deficiency or they have difficulty with their punctuality or having difficulties passing a quiz, we, have, uh, we work with them. Christine and her team meets with the students and the instructor to identify where the deficiency is, where the disconnect is, and through that intervention, Proactive d- intervention. We identify it. We 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 communicate it with the students who we get a buy-in for a corrective action so that's why we, our graduation rate is so high is because we work with the whole student in a holistic approach and and we do it in a very timely approach so that's why uh, uh, we had the honor of, uh, of the dignitaries coming to our school and recognizing us for that first time and, and there is a quote that I, uh, uh, Senator Vin Pell said do you remember what he said
0: yeah it's right, um, uh, I don't have it okay I don't know if I have it but here's the packet you something so yeah sorry <laughs> but one of the things while you look up that quote and we'll get back to that I just want to say one of the things that's really um, I've always thought that what you're talking about is education it is educating the person the student all the way around working with helping that person become the most successful yes. person yes. they
2: can be.
3: You know, Frank, I don't think we talked about the
0: career assistance program.
2: No, we didn't. And, and, do, and, and
0: do your quote and then, <laughs> hey, we'll ask you about our <laughs> the career Go. assistance Excellent. program.
2: <laughs> so this is uh, Senator Vingopal Powell uh, who, who was at the dedication. Uh, this accreditation is not just a big deal here, but across the entire country. Uh, to be recognized of the importance of counseling at the post-secondary level. Uh, we, we look at the graduation rate or, or, or look at the non-completion rate of some of our schools. Well, it, it's no longer the right thing to do is to enroll somebody in a, a community college or a four-year school or, or, or a vocational school like ours and, and just take them in and, and, and if they stop coming and they start failing quizzes, and just it's not my problem. But there are students of ours and we we feel the need to reach out and have that timely intervention. And as a result of that, being able to plug the hole and communicate effectively, because again, as I said earlier, we only know what we know. And our students come from only knowing what they know and we're the experts and we know what they need to know and we know what type of interpersonal skills they need to display, the professionalism that they need to display. Um, and, and we take that time to go into that and that's where the career assistance program is part of what we use, the tool that we use to accomplish that. So before a student is accepted to the school, we let them know that the, uh, that the didactic and clinical of course is going to be really important, but equally important, not less important or higher, but is those soft skills. So that's. Um, we get a buy-in on that before they actually start the school. So when we do have to have those interventions for the ones that need that, uh, they, they know about it. And, they, and they're they they're open to us talking about wherever there's room for improvement to make sure that they're, they're a complete professional medical and dental uh, professional. In the CAP program that uh, Christine brought up and now uh, please uh, sure. to that. so
3: so one of the things we feel really strongly about is um, you can have this amazing resume but if you don't have the skills the interview skills the soft skills like Frank mentioned the professionalism you're not going to get the job and one of the things we have a six session program um, and that is um, everything from interview skills, resume writing, cover letters, um, how to really stand out, right? How to stand out, how to get the job, ways to, to, um, make our ways for our students to, they don't learn, what we hear a lot is, I never learned this. I didn't learn this in high school. They don't teach that, right? right? They don't teach those skills. So for some of our students, they're getting it. They've never learned it before. It's the first time they're hearing it. For our older students, it's something they've heard before, but it's a great refresher. Things have changed out there in the work world, right? It's a great time for us to review those those skills. And, and it's successful. You know, the feedback is I, I really did um, it helped it helped me be able to feel confident Frank does mock interviews if they're uncomfortable and they want that real good interview before they go out there for their job interview it's really ways to help them it's way it's ways to help them when we send our students out we actually get um, feedback from our stakeholders right these students are different than students coming from other schools they're the full package so it's it's really one of those things, like Frank said, it's not just about academics and clinicals, it's also the career. the, the professionalism is such a big
0: part. That it's such a gift that you're giving these students. I mean, it's 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 a gift. They could go anywhere and get an education. They're exactly. getting an education and a huge gift for their future from your school. It's it's very but a, Yeah, but also for the
1: most part these, these people are the first interaction any one of these patients are going to have yes. with that that office yeah. so they're they're going to set the tone of what's happening and the professionalism that's going to come in so you know, their presentation of themselves is a reflection on the office more than anybody else. Well you know, That's other true. than the receptionist. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, I've I've left doctors' offices just from the receptionist. Yeah. I mean, if it's that bad it that yeah. you yeah. know how's the doctor going to be? So you know that having a ninety three percent you know success rate or graduation rate and ninety four percent you know uh, passing the test really speaks volumes to to what you guys are doing. Um, we're kind of getting close, we've got about four minutes left, we want to cover What's going on for the rest of the summer? We got stuff going on September. We got a golf. We got you know.
0: We don't just sit back and eat bonbons. I know that's what everybody thinks I do in the office, but it's not.
1: (laughs) Well, this is this is a weird year. Normally we're kind of shut down. We don't do anything during the summer, but not not this year. Not this year.
0: Well, you know what? It kind of that's what everybody's always said. I don't. I haven't really done that over the summer. Last summer with COVID, you would think there was nothing to do. I don't think I ever worked so much and so hard and thought so differently. Yeah. Um. And so this summer. Actually, is a slower summer for me. Um, we are having we are having Christmas in July. Right. We are having our which is July 27th. We are having our um, business after hours August. It's the I think it's the 25th, but it's the second Tuesday in August. Um, we're still working out final details of where we can have this. Um, so I don't want to say anything about where yet, but we're pretty sure what we're going to be doing. September, we are having um, our, we go back to our breakfast, which is the second Wednesday of September. Um, it is going to be a um, presenter from Tony Robbins. Oh. So it's going to be very awesome. We'll be at the Sheraton for that. We have, then we have our business after hours, which is going to be mini golf and drinks and um, In preparation for the October 4th golf outing at Jumping Brooks. So for those of us who are not playing golf on a regular basis and want to do the fun golf um, and the drinks afterwards. But so that's in September. And then um, we also have a first drink sponsor for that already, which is Tom Duffy from Jersey Shore Financial Advisors. Um, So... Needless to say, sponsorships are very are available for all of these things. We love our sponsors. We love to share about our sponsors. Um, I should even take a second to thank. We had um, PDR Packaging Distribution Resources is now back as a corporate sponsor yeah, again this year. year so we thank them very much for that. Um, we so we're happy to sell sponsorships to anything. We love our supporters, and we love to give our supporters. Lots of kudos. Um, So then we have October 4th will be our golf outing. We will have our, oh, October. It's a big month at the chamber.
1: Yeah.
0: I almost forgot it. It's our membership month. So we are going to be having things like crazy in October. We're still working on the planning of all that on top of our regular events, but we will be doing membership drives. We'll be offering prizes. Well, there's amazing things we're coming out for for October. But don't wait till October to join.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> member, membership in the chamber—we've we, talked a little bit about that tonight, today. Um, if you're if you are a member of our chamber and you're getting value out of it, you need to tell other people. Yeah. You need to share that with your with your business associates, your friends. This is a good chamber, and it's don't keep it to yourself. It's not a secret. We do not ever want to be the best kept secret. Mm-hmm. In yeah. Account, so ever. You know, I mean, pretty much any time that you come to an event, we want you to bring somebody with you. Introduce us to them. Introduce them to us. Uh, business is done in the chamber, and it takes time. Don't come in and think that you're getting something next day. Eleven years. I'm going on three years. This is probably my number one uh, referral source of my business. Um, it works. It does work if you put the effort into it. Join a join a committee. Join you know the board. Volunteer to to come work. The more you're exposed to it, the more and deeper the relationships that you make in this chamber. The more you're going to get out of it, and not just business. You're going to be able to figure out life better. I, you know, <laughs> yep. I, I swear to God, one of one of my biggest heroes in the chamber is is uh, Jen's husband. I, I think he's an <laughs> awesome guy, and just being able to work with him and and interact with him grows my business just by listening to him because he's a pretty amazing guy. Um, I think so. So. There are, all, there are t- Tom Duffy, a, a, amazing, smart guy who, who runs this chamber and just, there there's just a bunch of guys here that, and, and women. Oh I was my just God. Saying, don't leave
0: us out. Hello. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. my
1: God. <laughs> Je- Jessica, I, I can just get, go on and on for the people that are in this chamber that that influence my life on a daily basis. So this it's a good place to come. It's a good place to grow uh, both your business and... Now I got to stop, and I really got to thank you guys for coming today. It was we had a really good time. we went over. I'm sorry, went over. Yeah, oh. I'm sorry, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> um, it was great to hear about you, your, your involvement in the community, your involvement in our our chamber is appreciated. What you've done to help throughout the regrowing, and, uh, reopening of the state is admirable, and I thank you for that.
2: Thank, thank you so much. Thank you for,
1: thank you for having you guys,
0: us today. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, and with that, we will say we'll be back. I. In two weeks. In two weeks. And I am really, one of my, you know what my new goal is?
1: We're out of time.
3: (laughs) Okay, we'll be back back in in two weeks. Thanks
0: guys. (laughs) Have a great day. Have a good weekend.